What's up, guys? Uh, none of this really matters. Episode 37. Thank you for tuning in again. My name is Nathan McGeorge, and I'm here with uh, Just Rob, the producer. And uh, we actually just got back from seeing Licorice Pizza. And uh, we're, n- we're not going to go t- super in-depth about it because it's not even out yet. Yeah, it's not even out yet. We're so not on there yet. Yeah, so. don't worry about spoilers or anything yeah. or giving away any like big plot hole or plot points. So you're not cool enough to be. <laughs> um, we were. We went to Scottsdale, Fashion Square, and uh, hung yeah. out with the rich folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That's it's a really nice theater. It is. I think that's the one. Yeah, that's the one I went to to go. Uh, went to to go see French, the French Dispatch. But the theater we were in was way bigger. It, I, it was huge. And uh, it w- it was really cool though. I really liked seeing it uh, on that huge screen. It was worth it's. It gives it the right treatment, I believe, because it was shot on. It was shot big. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, sure, the anamorph. It was shot on anamorphic. I don't know if I pointed that out to you, Rob, but no, it, I could tell, and I'm sure everyone else could if you see it on a screen that big. Like it's just like. At that point, it's stylistic. It's a, of course, a stylistic choice. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't think there's any, really, any boring part of the movie. And I think it's just super entertaining through the through the whole way. It's super. It doesn't get dark at all. Like some uh uh Paul Thomas Anderson movies yeah, can. Never got dark. And never got like oh shit. This is some real shit. It easily could like mm-hmm. two or three times through the movie. I'm not gonna say which parts, but I think there could have been easily just a quick turn of of atmosphere and be like, oh shit, this is getting crazy. Yeah. Because I, I mean, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but Benny Safdie plays a politician. Yeah. And I think that like going deeper into that could have gotten way more like intense or darker. Oh or yeah, especially yeah with the person. The, oh yeah, the, the guy, weird element, the guy. Yeah, the weird element that was hanging around. Yeah, that was definitely like they could have. It, yeah. it easily could have, but uh, it was re- it was honestly like wholesome, especially like the first like thirty minutes. It, it was really su- was just a coming of age movie for the for was for uh, Gary? I wanted Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, <laughs> Cooper Cooper Hoffman, but I wanted Gary Valentine. I knew his name was like a porn name, Gary <laughs> Valentine. It, it's i thought it was fake when he said it gary valentine it yeah. sounds fake it sounds like a fake name yeah but it, it was super it was really good fuck you teenagers i i honestly he kept saying that <laughs> i didn't know what to expect of it like i really in. didn't i walked in blind i didn't look at any synopsis i had no idea what this film was about yeah i, I said I i'm gonna walk in the synopsis but i tried to just see i only saw the trailer like Two or three times, or whenever they played it in the movie theater, uh, and I just uh, I tried not to dive like super deep into like who like everybody that's going to be in it, you know what I mean, or you know deeper into the plot lines. I just wanted just a surface level, like oh, this is what it's going to be about. And I saw the trailer, and I kind of know the vibe, but even still, like 
I still didn't know what really to expect, but I really loved it. Is is Paul Thomas Anderson Jewish? I don't think so. Probably not. But uh, he I don't I I don't know if Philip Seymour Hoffman was or Cooper Hoffman is probably not, huh? Yeah, it was just a lot of like Jewish. I think like, just uh, reference. Yeah. yeah. Like the families. He was from a Jewish family. And, yeah. Yeah. And then Benny Safty. Yeah, exactly. So but yeah, I, I I it sounds boring when we talk surface level on a movie, but I mean uh, if you look on Letterboxd it has four point two already. Destry Allen Spielberg. Who's that? Frisbee Khalil. Who was Frisbee? The kid? Probably one of the other people. One of the I'm assuming Spielberg has to be the Spielberg, right? Or maybe somebody that uh, George DiCaprio. There's a lot of last <laughs> names that are like <laughs> super close. Maya Rudolph was in it. Yeah, Maya Rudolph. There was a lot of star guest appearance. Yeah, Sean Penn. Sean Penn, Bradley Cooper was in it. Uh, John C. John C. Riley wasn't. He wasn't really in it. He but wasn't in it, but it's like, why are you here? He had one line. Yeah, and he was in and out, but it was still like funny seeing right. Him. Because he's, I think John C. Riley was on his first movie, but uh, and he was in Boogie Nights and a lot of shit. But John C. Riley's the he's a fucking goat. Yeah, that's probably what they. I like how you see directors and like their friends, mm-hmm. like GDT and Ron Perlman. Yeah, like even just if he's like not in it, up. in it, he'll show up. Yeah, but Licorice Pizza definitely worth going to go see. It's a very feel good movie. I feel like. I, oh, for sure. I felt really good walking out. I was like, damn, that's just a really good movie. Yeah. Nothing sad. A lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. Way more laughs than it's, I expected. It's, that's what I'll say. It's fucking so much funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I laughed so hard at the, like, even that shit that wasn't supposed to be funny. And I think a lot of this stuff, if you're, like, a lot of, a lot of the people in there were, like I was saying, like, in their 40s or 50s or mm-hmm. probably from the 70s. Yeah. So some of the jokes hit harder for them, mm-hmm. and that was cool to see. I was like, "Oh, you thought that was hilarious? Like that was funny, but <laughs> like, I thought it was funny, but yeah, like damn, you, you over funny. here like ah, slapping your knee and shit." I'm like, really? Oh yeah, for I'd sure. say like a quarter of the people there were pretty old, but uh, everyone else was probably like between me and Rob's age. Yeah, easy. And uh, but there was some. I was telling Rob when we left that um. There was some girl or guy I couldn't even tell because all they did, all I heard was them laughing, and they were sitting like four seats to the right of me because I was in like the front row in the middle, and then Rob was in the second row, like almost all the way to the left, because we had to sit like split from each other because it was that packed, like it was that sold out, and so uh, like four seats or five seats to the right of me, there was this person like laughing so hard. I don't know if they were laughing really hard or if it's just that's their laugh and it's really loud. Mm-hmm. But they were, it sounded like they were dying. I have a loud laugh, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe, but this one just, maybe because I was close, but this just seemed like he, he was fucking just yeah. dying. And I was like, it, it kind of threw me off a little bit when it got really, when the laugh got really loud. But I, I still appreciate people laughing at other jokes. I saw Benny Safdie show up and I was like, Nate just came in. Yeah. Show. I was, I was like, because like, I told you Christ. I forgot he was in the yeah. movie. I was like, Nate just fucking like, Jesus. I was like, 
it was really I got so excited because he didn't show up like in person. They had like because he's a plays a politician, so they have like they'll vote for uh, Wax. I think his name was his yeah, last name was Wax. Wax. Yeah, and um, very good play on word. Mm-hmm. That is good. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that because mm-hmm. it's spelled W A C H S, and wa- Wax is vinyl, vinyl like vinyl records and Licorice Pizza. For people who don't know, or is an old record store company in the valley. Yeah, I didn't know, and. uh but yeah, uh, Joel Wax, I think was his name, and they sat. They had like a flyer while the the main girl, um, Alana. Oh she. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. I noticed that. Um, her that was her entire family in that movie. Yeah, oh, cause all she's, of them were the Hames. The band. She's uh, she has that one band. I oh. used to follow them on Instagram, and then I unfollowed them like a year ago, and then I saw that she was in the movie. I didn't know her name was Alana though, her first name, but uh. That must be a con. Is that a common Jewish name, Alana? Is that what's her name? Oh, that her name is Ilana, Ilana Glazer, Glazer. Oh, Glazer, Ilana Glazer. She's beautiful. Yeah, she. Is. But uh, it might be a Jewish or oh, Ilana. You're right. Yeah. But still, maybe it's spelled differently, but yeah. the same like same, name, like kind of you know. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of their words are similar. But uh, yeah, super funny, and yeah, I saw Benny Safdie, and while Ilana is sitting on the curb, like in the middle of the street. And like Bradley Cooper's character is uh like fucking shit up. <laughs> um you see like a flyer that says vote for sax or vote for wax. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I saw it and I was like, oh my god, Benny Safty's in this Benny's, fucking I was like, movie. Very distinct face. I was like, I know that face. <laughs> and then he fucking showed up and like Rob was saying he played a politician like super well. Like mm-hmm. uh like I don't know, like Rob <laughs> Rob was saying you, he has like a slow face. I he was does. literally just thinking that in my head. I was like. Because every the minute I saw him on that poster, <laughs> I was like, did they lose him? <laughs> <laughs> because we were talking about good time. Because yeah. you, you see him in good time. Yeah. And yeah. He, that my brain immediately went to his character. And that, I was like, he's that person. Mm-hmm. And then he had his mouth closed this time. He wasn't mouth breathing. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. He plays a good. He spoke. It was like my first he time hearing so him speak well. clearly. It was so confusing to me. I was like, "I'm not believing this. I'm not doing. The, I'm not believing. The, I'm not doing this. You're slow to me, dude. <laughs> That's how well you played that part. You're slow to me. You're like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio when they thought he was actually slow in real life. Gilbert Grape. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, they, you're not slow. <laughs> That's great, that, yeah. dude. I think we've spoken on that before." Oh, never oh, go full. Tropic Thunder. Yeah. You went full. Yeah, yeah. You never go full. I might, we might as well just say it. That, yeah. That entire movie is one big, like, like cancel. Cancel culture. Even Licorice Pizza, I can see it being canceled. Somebody said that movie actually, like, put a, like, stamp. Like, that began cancel culture with Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Because people, I remember people writing about it back then. They're like, they're Robert like, Downey Jr. did blackface. doing blackface. It's like, you know, he wasn't doing back blackface. He was, he was playing doing, a guy who was doing who was English face, blackface. English face exactly. blackface. Which was acceptable. Yes. Nobody cared. I think that's what we were saying last week. If it's funny... Yeah. Then it's okay. And it I doesn't told him matter. that I was like, everybody forgets that all them girls in that car said nigga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah, movie that, 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 like they forget that all them people all them girls still work and they was like, Mother see my nigga. <laughs> 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 they were doing that shit. 
<laughs> no one's around. But Licorice Pizza definitely had some cancelable parts. But it's still hilarious. There's a large part of the plot that... that's cancelable. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it in the right perspective or no different perspective. Yeah. I look at it in a double because there, there's, there's Doubles, movies that yeah, they cancel yeah, yeah. because of that. Woody Allen. That's true. All of that. They're like, no, no. But this entire of, plot. A lot of when I recommend people good time, they're like, remember he kissed the six, he made out with yeah. a 16 year old. That's usually why people don't like it. Exactly. And I'm just like, it's a movie. Like, I know, I know, but it's like, it is a, it's movie. a movie. You know what I mean? But I do get it. I'm not going to be yeah. like, no, you're fucking crazy. But like, yeah, this, you're right. But both pizza. are right. Both are correct. It's like, yeah, it's a movie, dude. Like, shit. I think what people get weirded out by is like, who the fuck is writing this? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Paul, T- Paul Thomas Anderson is, but like, Watch Boogie Nights. You know what I mean? Or yeah, you know, the entire movie is. is yeah. There was a yeah. You're right. There was a part of me I was like, yeah, but that was. It's, the of, 70s. it's almost of the time. Back then, that's yeah. kind of what they did. Still, yeah. kind of sort of depending on where you were. So, but yeah, Licorice Pizza, great. I really loved it. I'm definitely gonna see it again. And uh, the movie theater we went to didn't have real movie posters like on display, like advertising. They had like these digital bullshit, like a, like up on the wall. It's like on the wall, and it's like screen, like a TV screen that just shows the movie poster. Terrible ratio too. It makes all the posters look all smushed. Yeah, it, there was like a few that were fucking like squished. The Matrix the sides. Yeah, that was fucked up. I was like, that looks the terrible. The one with that new musical with Peter Dinklage. That movie, when you everybody in the movie was like, Ugh. Uh, even I the was previews like, previews where we were like the fucking movie. Sear, it's called Cyrano. Yeah, it's about like this uh, Peter Dinklage. He's you know a short dude. He's in love with this one girl, but she can't be with him because he's short. Because it's the old times. What is, what do you call he's, that time? He's playing when he was. He's Tyrion Lannister again, just singing this time. And you know how nobody can be with him because he's a little person in the medieval yeah. times? But he's, like, really, like, smart. Like, he's a poet. Yeah. And so what he does is, uh, or the girl, is, he's like, I can't be with you. But she, like, falls in love with this other dude. His name is Kevin uh, McCall. I forgot his name, but he's a great actor. No. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> he's it's, uh, the black dude. The, he's, like, a kid almost. He he uh, He's from the movie Waves. But anyways, he... um plays like this almost like aladdin type character right like he's poor and whatever whatever but uh the girl falls in love with him but he has no game you know what i mean so like peter dinklage is like i'll write these poems and then you send them to her through your name and send them to her so it's basically like he has his words but using like his looks and shit kelvin harrison kelvin harrison he's a great fucking actor he was an ender's game great movie people we need to i love that movie Waves is is really good. That has a great soundtrack. It's exactly uh, what you think a movie that plays Frank Ocean in the soundtrack. It's that type of movie. Because that's (laughs) Frank Ocean right there. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, uh, and it has the dude who he didn't play in some great black movies for sure. Holy shit! Birth of a Nation, Photograph, uh, Twelve Years a Slave, The Child of Chicago Seven. Dang, he didn't play it in some mud bound. He didn't play it in some bangers. Yeah, Goalie, that, that movie's terrible. 
It sounds awful. It was made. It was directed by that that one. Um, the Mahomet Marie guy. No, the movie, the music video director. Cricket's, oh, um, Nabil. What's his name? Nabil Elderkin. He just goes by Nabil. But no. he's a video director. Yeah, music video director, and he made a, a he made a movie that's like. He it's, thought he was fucking Benny Boom in yeah, Delhi. He thought it was it was gonna be like, oh, it'll be hood, it'll be this, but it's not. It's You're not, not cool. fucking Belly, dude. But the thing is, he did it's like it's even called Gully, <laughs> like Belly. It's whack. It's a whack movie. Corny. Hey, that's what's his name? Uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. That that man. He can fucking act. I'm sorry, Uncle. I can never unhear. I'm sorry, Uncle George, because of that. But, but but yeah, Cyrano. Cyrano. Yeah, we saw the trailers, and like once that lady started singing, because originally I was like, "This is a good story." <laughs> we were like, "Oh shit!" Did but you... then the lady started singing. I was like, "Ah!" Oh, <laughs> the dude fuck. next to me was like, "A musical." <laughs> <laughs> then the girl next to me said, "Ugh!" <laughs> like everybody. I was, was it's just... so disappointing. I don't think I was like I think y'all kind of misread the the audience that you're playing to. <laughs> Like, yeah, because we we saw a Tragedy of Macbeth trailer. That was the first trailer that, that played. Was I was like, oh, my God. That shit was fire. I want to see it now. Just the way Denzel Washington came walking through the fog, I was like, oh, I got to see that shit. It was, it was like Lighthouse without the weird shit. This, yeah. But Tragedy of Macbeth is pretty weird. I got to see. I'm, I don't remember the story. This looks weird, too. Macbeth, I guess, like, I'm going to say a spoiler, but it's like Macbeth is it's fucking Macbeth. Macbeth. Yeah, it's been around for, what, 2,000 years or some the, shit? The basis of Macbeth is basically there's a, there's a war going on, and the, he runs into some witches, the main guy. Yeah. Uh, so basically Denzel's Denzel. going to run into some wi- witches, and um, they basically tell him the future. They're like, this is going to happen, the king's going to die, and... You're gonna become king, and then your best friend's gonna become your second in command, whatever. And then, uh, she, and he was like, "How the fuck do you know that?" Whatever. And then, like a day later, whatever, the king dies, and then, uh, then he becomes king or whatever. And then Francis McDormand is gonna play his wife, and his wife is basically the one telling him, like, "Yeah, do that." Like basically manipulating the situation, basically like do what the witch says, mm-hmm. basically. And she's in. The wife is like working with some evil fucking forces and shit. It's a crazy fucking. You story. know that a lot of people said about kings from back in the day, like the queens were really the ones mm-hmm. who were doing the uh, like real decision making, yeah, like the manipulation. And of course, that could just be you know mansplaining. But you look at the queen of <laughs> yeah. Spain; it's like she wasn't no fucking. She wasn't stupid. Queen Elizabeth is still alive. Yeah. Like, these mother, they weren't fucking playing. Like, they, you know, these queens were really the shit back then. But Tragedy of Macbeth, that shit looks so fucking good. And then what What other trailer? Uh, Nightmare Alley trailer played, which I'm going to go see on Wednesday. And uh, last night, I guess I'll speak on this. Last night, I saw The Matrix, the first one, in IMAX. And that shit was crazy. Which is crazy, because no one was there. Or there, it was me... And then there were like two more people in the theater, but they sat in the way back. <laughs> and they, um, um, I, the original seats I got were like in the first or second row. And then I, I sat down and I was like, oh no, this is way too close. Cause it was fucking IMAX screen. 
Because in the you know the seat I sat in, and mm-hmm. when we saw Liquor's Pizza, yeah. I, I sat in like that seat in the IMAX theater, and I was like, oh no, this is way too. That close. was almost too close for the theater we were in. Mm-hmm. I was like, this shit is kind of close. Mm-hmm. Those faces seemed cute. Me and Rob were talking about that too. Like the close-up there's shots. A, I'll just say to the people listening, there's a shot of Benny Safdie. There's a tight shot on him. And let me tell you. When you say, <laughs> they say a word in this movie, and I'm going to quote it right now. Mm-hmm. He says, I really like your Junos to the girl. One of the ladies says, I like your Junos. Yeah. When you're talking about a J-nose. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Safdie is that man. <laughs> Woo! man that's it that close-up is because he has a strong face it's not soft it's not soft in your eyes it's his yeah it's his he thick does. eyebrows like, the thick eyebrows of big eyes and his like he would like he takes propecia like his hairline comes like <laughs> down and for halfway through his forehead but uh but like her close-up shots and his close-up shots weren't that bad i thought it was pretty cool seeing cooper hoffman up close He's a he was really happy like that smile. That's everything. That's kind of <laughs> how he was the entire. He movie. was super charming. Yeah, he was he a super was. charming uh, performance. I was like, if this kid tried to sell me something, he would. I would yeah, definitely yeah, buy something. <laughs> I was like, this kid is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he is selling this fucking role right now. Menda, you gotta go see it on yeah. on Christmas because uh, this Friday. Uh, Nightmare Alley comes out. Then we see that preview. Yeah, we saw that. Spider Man comes out on Friday too. I'm gonna see Nightmare Alley on Wednesday though. Nightmare Alley does look good. Bradley heard- Cooper was in this movie too. Was in Licorice Pizza. Mm-hmm. He showed up. There's like no main characters. It's just them. Them two, two are the Who main you see characters. On the poster is just them, and they. Run. I told Nate it reminded me of Superbad because of how the pacing is. Like they just keep getting into shit. Mm-hmm. These two, like they people, run into somebody and then run into somebody else and then run into somebody else and then run into somebody else. In the seventies, and and he's just head over heels for this fucking shit. Mendes got a good reference because we were trying to come up with connections of movies. Yeah, we were like Superbad and. And they couldn't come with any of yeah. The Runaways? Coyote Ugly. <laughs> Ten Things I Hate About You. Ghost Rider. Pussycat Dolls. What are we talking about? When he goes on the bus where he's a... Oh, Rockstar. <laughs> You're talking about Rockstar. Is it Rockstar? That's what How Mark Wahlberg... That's what Mark Wahlberg, reporter, rock star movie. Reporter. The Gambler. Rock star movie. Watch this. Almost Famous? Almost Famous. Almost Famous. Almost Famous. I'm better than the dive at fucking Google, by the way. <laughs> But this this licorice pizza was great. But Nightmare Alley, we saw the trailer too. That looks pretty lit. Oh, okay. This is definitely. Oh, 
Oh, she's like kind of opposite in this yeah, movie because very... she's kind of like dopey. Not dopey. She's just like twenty five in the seventies, and she's a girl who lives at home with her Jewish parents. Yeah, and she's like, like Jewish Jewish parents. She's the one trying to find herself. Yeah, you know what I mean, her but... sisters are just like doing the regular thing. Smoking weed. Yeah. One of them and the other one is just judgmental. Hilarious. <laughs> it's a you su- think I'm a piece of shit, don't you? <laughs> She's like, well. <laughs> it, it's super It's super funny. I it, really. it, it's When I say the first laugh I got, I was like, that'll probably be the last laugh of this entire movie. <laughs> and it was not at all. Then even like the ending was well, pretty like. like yeah, it yeah. is. It's great for a Christmas time. I'm glad it's, I'm glad they put this out and not some fucking sad boy shit. And PTA doesn't have a lot of feel good movies. No, this maybe is, just Punch Drunk. I don't Club. think there's one move, moment in this movie where I was like, oh, I never said that. There's once shit in where this like movie. sometimes it gets wild, like a little yeah. wild, where it's like, oh, fuck. but it's like funny wild. Yeah, it's like what the fuck. <laughs> it's like a lot of that. You're like. A lot of that movie, I was twitching my like, eyes. I, I was feel like, like Sean Penn was just coked out the whole time. Like Sean his... Penn, he looks good though. <laughs> yeah, he but, looks fucking. But good. his character, no, oh, his he character. seemed like coked out. Dude, I love seventies movies because if there's not a cigarette in every scene, it's not the seventies. <laughs> if you're not on the plane smoking, if you're not smoking in the restaurant, if you're not smoking in the office. No matter this mother, this motherfucker lit up a cigarette in the movie like it was nothing. Because he's been sucking it in his entire life, probably. People in the 70s was smoking cigarettes, yo. Crazy. But how do you guys feel? How do you feel about after seeing the uh, Nightmare Alley trailer? I feel the same. I want It's Bradley Cooper, so I'm pretty sold. I'll go see it. I don't know what it's about. I think I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> that's like the best way to watch a movie especially in theaters like it's it's one thing to go on like netflix or something and be like hmm, don't know what this is about and then click on it but it's another thing to like go see it in yeah. theaters but see, i like this i like this would have this is not a good synopsis it's close enough it's fairly like just like the plot it's like he's a high school student who's a child actor that's all it says and that's a great like i would still go be like okay you know what yeah letterbox has good like summaries yeah, like that's they not don't a give, lot. They give literally the bare minimum. Depending on how long the movie. Some of them, I'm like, Jesus Christ, you just told me the whole fucking movie. <laughs> Some of them. But yeah, I saw The Matrix in IMAX. <laughs> and it was super fucking good. It's so... F- and, I, and I was telling Rob, like, it, I saw it on the perfect time because I haven't seen it in like two or three years. So I, it's like just the right amount of time, like, between... So I fucking uh, uh, watched it in IMAX, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like the, I was telling Rob, like the thirty, the last thirty minutes of this movie is like fucking so fucking cool. Yeah, the, where I'm playing the bathroom scene for those. Just, it's just that's one of I think everybody's favorite scenes is like the bathroom scene when Morpheus is fighting in the bathroom. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. But to see that in IMAX would have been great. It's it's crazy. Lily Wachowski and Lena Wachowski. Double L's. And honestly, it makes me want to see... It does make me want to see the new one. You oh. know, and I wish people would just cut the shit. I'm not going to watch that. It's another reboot. 
Shut up. This one, because I think the fact that it's Lena Wachowski actually doing it, it's like for a purpose. Like, it's yeah. not like a money, it's not a cash grab. Like, it's going to have something to do with the past 20 years. Yeah. Because, like, how you, oh, you all watched the Matrix. You watched three Matrix movies and you dummies still on TikTok. Oh, my, come on now. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the effects are going to be cooler. Yeah. Like, uh, everybody's back except for except for Lawrence Fishburne. I think I don't know why he's probably just because the filming of Blackish and then that movie just didn't add like match up. Mm-hmm. That's the only person who's not coming back. I think is uh, Morpheus or Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, mm-hmm. and Mahershala Ali is playing the new no, Morpheus. Not Mahershala. It's the other dude with a name we can't pronounce. The guy that played Candyman. Oh, that dude, Yah Yah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just. <laughs> I just said his name without trying. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's playing uh, young Morpheus or some shit. And and I they play. What's cool is before I saw it, and I'm like, before the movie started, they played like the trailer, but then they showed like this short like documentary of like the making of it. And like, oh, we're coming back and, you know, seeing, you mm-hmm. know, the same actors and this is why we're making it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it gets you like pretty hyped. Like, oh, shit, I want to see the next one. But uh, I do want to see the new Matrix, and uh, uh, Nightmare Alley. That, yeah, we saw the trailer, and that shit looks cool. Be- yeah, because it looks like a, like a restored version of a like a nineteen forties movie. It does. <laughs> it looks like a really clean pre- the Prestige, like if they reshot mm-hmm. the Prestige. Yeah, the original Nightmare Alley. Is a inspiration for the Prestige, like the magician, that makes sense. The magician in the Prestige is called the Great Danton, and this guy, the guy who Bradley Cooper is gonna play, is called the Great Stanton. Okay, that makes sense because the aesthetic is very like spot on. Mm-hmm. And so, and it gets it looks like they remastered a lot of scenes in the new movie from the old movie. Mm-hmm. And like, oh shit, you see, I never seen this trailer. This is the newest, newest one that just came out. Oh shit! Yeah, this is we're watching the new Matrix trailer for those listening. Uh, Keanu Reeves is the fucking man, dude. He looks exactly the same because he's not a bitch ass nigga. That's why, because <laughs> <laughs> he's nice to people. That's I cool. love making movies. Look at those effects. We're back, baby. Like seriously, like you know, people are gonna shit on it just because that's the cool thing to do. That the Twin Towers? It looks so cool. Come on now. Just like in IMAX, imagine that. That's Yaya. That looks so good. I wonder who, uh uh-oh. Dang, they show a Uh lot more action in this trailer. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of, Oh. oh. He shaved his head. Not the old Neo. Dang, Lena Wachowski, just her? Oh, another her? war's happening? I'm excited to see what the plot's going to be. Hey, that's what's his name? Hugo Weaving? Yeah. The OG Agent Smith. Not Agent, yeah, Agent Smith. Damn. I just watched the movie and I right. forgot the name. There we go. Yeah, this is going to be fire. Damn, yeah. he shaved his head. He looks exactly the same as when he shaved Or he didn't shave his head. He just, oh, there's multiple trinities. 
Damn, we're doing. Man, a, if you if you could, we're doing to, a live watch of the trailer. Try to do on the a podcast. lot of like, try to do a lot of Matrix is like if you do some like esoteric reading, like the allegory of the cave and simulacra and simulation. Uh, great book. Hard to find. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Is like it's just they the Bible that shit. book. Yeah, the Bible for sure. Yeah, right, <laughs> like you can look at you can find so much inspiration for all the Matrix movies. And that's why I said like I saw it with somebody else because it was last minute. Like I didn't even mean to like watch this. I just found out. Oh shit, they're playing the Matrix in IMAX, yeah. and, and uh, I don't think they got it. Like when because it was their first time watching the movie. Right. And Dude, nobody gets it their first time. It takes at least if you're trying to find something, it's gonna take at least like three times before it kind of like you're like, oh shit. Remember we said that when growing up, you're just watching it because it's yeah. cool effects. But this person was my age, right you know now, I mean? yeah. By the time the third one came out, I was like, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I'm there. All right, I took the blue pill. All right. <laughs> I, I always, I, when I saw the trailer for the new one, where you find out he was just blue-pilling, like, just trying to live a normal life, and he's just, like, and then, like, I think in the trailer, like, he takes a red pill again or some shit. I was like, damn. Like, I, but I was thinking in my head, I was like, like, I, that one dude, Joey Pants, uh, fucking, yeah, uh-huh. his character. Uh, Captain. Uh, Tank. Paul Goddard. Not when he doesn't. Uh, do he's always it. right there, up top, uh, the second row, second row. Joey Pantaleno. Well, people call him Joe, uh, Joey Pants. Yeah, that makes that's way easier to say. But uh, his we, character. We, yeah, we pulled him up last time. His his movies and this guy is the. But Cipher in the Matrix, I like. There's a part of me that wants to do that. Just send me back. Let me forget about everything that I don't know, so I could just live a. Regular he was the first life. character I thought was a bitch ass nigga in the movie. <laughs> I remember being eight years old, being like, "I hope they kill this nigga because he's like a rat, super rat." He told Agent Smith, "Like, hey, this is what they're doing, dog. Get him. Like, this is Neo." And then he's like, "I know this isn't real, but I don't give a shit. Fuck you, bitch." And then you shot Tank in the back like a hoe, like a fucking hoe. He's about to leave. Then him you all killed his brother. This fool. This one was about to let them all stuck in the Matrix. We Meanwhile, at the end of the Matrix, Neo stays in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is me now. He starts fucking flies off. I was this like, damn. This is my world. He did this shit anyways. Mm-hmm. So, this is mine. But now, like, seeing it again, I guess this is why you need to watch the Matrix like every three years or every mm-hmm. three to five mm-hmm. years. I think you need to watch it. But the second one is my favorite. After the, watching this, I was like, I want to watch the second yeah. and third the one. The second one is my favorite. The second one has the twins in it. Is that the third one? That might be the third one. The Melvision, where the where the one that uh, Charlie in the Always Sunny fucking copies. Remember he had the blonde hair. And oh. he does <laughs> <laughs> when they're doing the Lethal Weapon Five. Are you the twins from the Matrix? <laughs> He's like, yeah, both of them. <laughs> That's just fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Yo, Letterboxd be killing me with these ads, yo. They be showing me so many good movies on the bottom row. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, I yeah. feel like I have to speak what, on Idris it. Elba? They're showing me the new Spider-Man. 
They've shown me the the new Sonic the new that's Sonic coming with out. Tails and Knuckles. I haven't seen the trailer. But they're I showing they showed the Matrix all the time. The new fucking uh, Venom. Venom. My dad watched. My dad just watched the Let There Be Carnage. Because <laughs> <laughs> I be doing that every Venom, time we Venom. sit. Max, every time we go to the movie now, Max says, "Mommy, that's where I went to go see Venom." Because he even recognizes the oh. AMC sign. Fucking yeah! My dad just watched the new Venom this morning, and uh, he like rented it on the Amazon, I think, and um, he was like. Oh, dude, the fucking end credit scene. He's I. My dad just showed me the end credit scene. Yeah, that's all you really need to see. And uh, people are probably not gonna watch it, so you should probably say like what's gonna happen or did what you, happened. Did I? I think I said what happened last did time, you? right? I explained the whole entire scene already of where he when basically Venom sees it, or they did they switch? He switched dimensions, right? Like yeah, he he's, changed in, dimensions. he's in uh, the main Marvel universe now, MCU, and so basically Venom knows who Peter Parker is yeah. now, and he just sees him as like he looks tasty. Yeah. And it's really just, he's like, it's because Spider-Man is the perfect symbiote-like host. Yeah. It's and like, they're, they're symbiotic Venom, relationship. Venom. <laughs> Venom, Venom, going Venom. I hate that song. Um, But yeah, my dad was like, oh yeah, the trailer is fucking sick. Like, it gets me excited for the new spider Or the end the end scene, end credit scene. But And then he was like, the rest of the movie? Fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's really just okay. It is an O, like super okay. I, I think Tom Hardy directed it or wrote for it. One of the he two. wrote for he co-wrote it. Yeah. This is why they didn't let what's his name write on the Hulk. Edward Norton. Yeah, that's exactly why they said no, motherfucker. You're the actor. Tom Hardy. They were like, we don't. He was like, I'm gonna leave if you don't let me write. But they're like, all right, go ahead, dude. <laughs> and now look, look at you, look at you, bitch. You fucked it all up. He could have been fucking. He could have been Hulk, like that's so crazy to me. Instead, he, Edward Norton went on to make fucking Motherless Brooklyn or some shit, which like went did terrible. It was supposed, it was supposed to be like this like old style movie that I did with Bruce Willis. It was supposed to be like a look like a forties like noir like whatever whatever like detective movie, but it just did terrible, like. Edward Norton. I remember he was on Joe Rogan talking about it. Yeah. And he it was supposed to he like hyped it up to be like this like noir movie that's like pays homage to Is the Is that old what ones. he was talking about yeah. in that podcast? He was he was pitching a movie? His own no, it was he was like saying Promoting it's it? coming out, yeah. I don't even remember him talking about it. Yeah. That and, movie came and went, huh? Yeah. It, it, no one fucking what's the what's the Rotten Tomatoes? Or check the letterbox on it's called Motherless Brooklyn. It's actually really that's good. That's okay, yeah. Yeah, that's actually that's a little below average. Yeah, that's not actually, terrible. Yeah, he didn't. It didn't do terrible. Look, look up Letterbox. It's probably like three point one, maybe. I bet you it's three point eight. Uh, three point eight. That's high called? as fuck. Motherless Brooklyn. Three. There's no way it's three point eight. That's high as fuck. Because 3.8 is a good movie. Like a really good movie. Because 67 on Rotten Tomatoes is like... Because Rotten Tomatoes, to me, is always the worst. If they, I don't even pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes Because they anymore. just be tearing people 
down on Rotten. Tomatoes. I don't. Need, I don't even look at Rotten Tomatoes. Their scores are trash. They're like those. That's people what we I, talk let, about. I trust Letterboxd only. Oh yeah, because those people they will tear some shit down. I think I like it because Letterboxd ratings is literally fans only. Yeah. There's no like set people. This movie don't look like it was trash. You'll definitely not like it. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, hold on, wait a minute now. A private detective living with Tourette syndrome. No, it's terrible. You won't, and you'll think it's boring. You'll fall asleep. I won't laugh one time. <laughs> Definitely not. A detective with Tourette syndrome sounds like a comedy to me. But that's why it's not good. You don't try to be quiet. Oh, scene. You start fucking making noise. They be like, "Nigga, we see you and hear you. What the fuck?" <laughs> But uh, 2.8 Venom got on Letterboxd, which I'm actually really surprised about. It's closer to 3 than it is to 2. That's okay, yeah. Because it wasn't, like, again, it wasn't, it was just rushed. You could just tell, like, from whoever, he was trying to write himself into the whole movie. The rest of the characters were kind of just there. Tom Hardy was like, this is my movie, bitch. I feel bad for Tom Hardy. Maybe <laughs> because he's in a fucking terrible, two terrible Venom movies when he's a, been in amazing movies. You he know has. I mean? And this kind of, I don't want to say like taints it, but I in a way, he, it's just like an outlier of the rest of the Maybe movies. he just knows he had to deal with this shit until he could get into the Marvel. Yeah. Now oh, yeah, he, maybe he knew. He maybe, was like, yeah, he's like, I got to deal with these. Before do these Venom get... movies, and, but you'll be in the fucking MCU. He's yeah, like, all, right, cool. all right, cool, man. Because now when you see I'll Venom. I'll get better directors. Because even the new Spider-Man game trailer, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this shit is like, the Spider-Man games are amazing. And then Venom's going to be in the new Spider-Man game. It's going to be fucking it's gonna be crazy. Sick. And Craven's showing up in the new one. Oh, nice. That's going to be fucking cool. Have we talked about Amazon buying up all the game rights on yeah. here? Okay. Twice, I think. On I two, think so. uh, two episodes. Because yeah. the only reason why I bring it up is because of fucking Letterboxd and the ads at the bottom. They keep <laughs> telling me about Halo and uh, how Amazon is buying up everything. Damn. Freaking Amazon. That Sonic movie was really good, actually. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I I only watched it because... The only reason I did watch it was because in my head I was like, I want to get really high and watch it. Yeah. I didn't want to like just watch it just because. Like, Did they have one of the greatest marketing runs ever when they put out the oh, very first initial yeah. Sonic? They put out a terrible version of Sonic. I, and remember the first thing I said? I was like, oh, that's not it. They know. I was <laughs> like, there's another one And then somewhere. they stopped, and then like a year later, they put out the, a The cute a one that one. looks like the regular Sonic we all know. Yeah. Fucking what's his name? And that, Cyclops was in it. <laughs> And that was, it was pretty smart by them to do that, but um, I really, you know what I really want to do right now is talk about my top ten of the year, but I don't have a top ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Should I say my top ten of the year? Top? I'll, should I do it like a top five? What do you think? You just did top five holidays, so you could do top five just of the year. Let me look, because I do have a not a ranked one. Just like an ongoing list right now. Right now, I have Dune. This is unranked, oh, by yeah, the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dune is up there. Dune. I love Dune. For my top 10 list, I have six movies. So I'll just do all of those. 
And so this is unranked. I just added it to a, like a list that I know will probably be in it. But and there's other movies I have to rewatch. But right now I have Dune in there because that movie mm-hmm. was fucking. Oh shit! You have it. Right, these are all the movies, all of them from this year that I've watched. But uh, Dune, I definitely loved. Uh. The Harder They Fall is definitely in there. I That's the only movie that I watched and I was just excited. Like, I watched The Harder They Fall, I think, like, three times. And before we even did the episode on it, and I was like, every time I was like, oh, my God. Such a good movie. It's just. Not even because it's not a black. It's just a good movie with black like black actors. It's a good movie. It's just so. Oh my god, it's just crazy how good it is. And and I and I think it's going under the radar. I feel like it's going under a lot of people's radar. For I think I think when people hear Jay-Z's name attached to it, they automatically assume like hip hop movie. Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot I think that turns a lot of people off who are just like regular movie watchers. Mm-hmm. They're probably assuming some type of like Belly or ATL or something like in that realm. Yeah, no, this is it's nothing not, like just, it. It's just Jay Z wants to make money. He's a mm. hustler. He well, made I don't it. even think this was just for money. I think he was really helping out oh, yeah. the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and this it helps. <laughs> Jay Z obviously. I think that's what we also forget about Jay Z. Like much like Kanye, he's also an artist outside of like rap. Mm-hmm. He has like an eye and an ear for good art. Mm-hmm. So he probably he probably read the script. He probably did all of that. Did his due diligence. Yeah, he did. Like Jameis Samuel talked to Jay Z while writing the movie. Yeah, like he had to do his due diligence. So this was a great movie to produce. And uh, another one was Last Night in Soho. That was a really good fucking horror movie. That actually had me scared. Like, got me a couple times during the movie. But like Last Night in Soho is definitely in there just because of like style style wise you know what i mean meta you're getting tired huh <laughs> i thought i saw your eyes like dozing off do you have a number one i don't think you have a list rob but do you have like a number one like best movie you've seen all year all of 2021 yeah it would have to be Dune. i can't think of any other movie that i've seen except for the holiday fall Dune was like I was like no nope. Nate called it Dune Dune was crazy yeah. good story effects acting just everything as an and entire whole do it yeah I think it I think it exceeded a lot yeah. of people's expectations it had a lot of fucking hype especially because it was one of the movies that got pushed all the movies that got pushed back because of the covid pandemic yeah they had a lot shit they had a lot of fucking pressure on them mm-hmm. like black widow that just you know a lot of them what was the other movies that got held off because of covid the french dispatch did uh house of gucci i'm assuming no that was made during the pandemic okay oh you said that's right you said you could see it in the shots yeah and uh halloween kills was the green knight was the Green Knight definitely was. I still haven't seen that. I want to see that. It's it's in theaters now. They put it back in theaters. I gotta go see because it's in a way a Christmas movie, like we were talking about, because it's mm-hmm. set during Christmas. Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One is Christmas too. <laughs> so 
I think my dad was just watching uh, The Goblet of Fire earlier today. But, uh. Rest in peace, uh, Diggory. Diggory Do. What's his name? No, Frederick Diggory. R.I.P. R.I.P. The new Batman. I'm actually getting more. The trailer? Now, I found out that this Batman is the same universe as the TV Batman universe from Gotham. That's what this oh, Batman's universe is. I never watched that show. I never watched. I don't watch. Oh, okay. Let me not lie. I watched <laughs> all the. I watched Supergirl and I watched Green oh, Arrow. That's right. I like Supergirl because she's good. cute. And Green Arrow is good. It's a good show. That was pretty good. I and the crossover watching. episodes are good, too. They had the Crisis on Infinite you No, know, I know episodes. you're heavy on Supergirl. Oh, yeah. Supergirl was like my jam. Uh, the Card Counter with Oscar Isaac. Was really good. That's actually coming out on Blu-ray on Tuesday. I'm gonna cop that shit. Blue Bayou. Blue Bayou. I'd say that's top ten, yeah. Yeah, you definitely. Uh, Titan. Titan. That, I'll just give it away right now. When I do my real list, that's number one. That's the best movie yeah. I've seen all year. You're talking about that movie. Yeah, I didn't have a lot either. No, no. Of five all. stars this Untold, year. Untold. You gave that five stars. Because that's, uh, that's a documentary. Oh, that was the one with the dude with the hockey. Dude, I, I don't <laughs> love that shit. The only reason I gave that five stars is because I've never <laughs> had so much fun watching a documentary. That is such a cool you're story. There, you're like, what the fuck? It's so cool. Like, like, honestly, watching it, I think I saw this in a review for it, but watching it, you're like, this could be a Martin Scorsese movie. This would be crazy. Like, this. The son of a mob boss running a hockey team. A fucking hockey team. And it's like, it's, oh my God, it's so cool. He if, was 17 years old. And it's a Netflix original for the people listening. It's a Netflix original, so go watch. It's called Untold Crimes and Penalties. You know what I thought Netflix would fall off after a while? And we were talking about Bright the other day and how people said it was bad, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, it actually wasn't that fucking Yeah, I was bad. thinking, because I haven't seen it since it came yeah. out. But I remember, like, really not liking it. But then, like, when I heard, I listened to the podcast that we did last week. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know what? I should rewatch it. It's probably not terrible. It's not. I watched it. Because when I first watched it, I didn't think it was bad. It's just, like, I think it was hard for my brain to switch to getting used to seeing big names at Netflix. Yeah. We were, that, remember we were saying that was the first big movie. You're like, Will Smith on Netflix? Like, what? You're like, oh, Will Smith is falling off. And then you're like. <laughs> That's so crazy that we've thought we've that. We've thought that. That's Will Smith on Netflix. Now Will Smith on Netflix is insane. Because now you know that Netflix is putting billions of dollars into these movies. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Netflix didn't really start popping until like 2019. For real. Like Netflix movie because that was like the Irishman. And yeah, shit like they that. were. They, but that first, the first foray to that was or, definitely. I should say 2018. They did a lot of rom-coms in between. Like mm-hmm. they did, the and they Will had Smith their like thing. OG like shows before there was Netflix original movies. Mm-hmm. They had like the, they car- had their the shows. House of Cards and shit. Orange is the New Black, of course, mm-hmm. flagship show. Oh, and then they had they also. I remember them coming out with the pair, the Cloverfield Paradox, the third mm-hmm. Cloverfield, That's and they right. bought the rights to I that. So that. That was a big deal. That movie wasn't terrible either. The concept behind it, you know, I fucking love that <laughs> shit. That concept behind that movie wasn't bad either. But yeah, Titan number one. That's a perfect. I love that movie, and that does. That's it. Sucks that it's a French movie because it doesn't release on Blu-ray in the U.S. until like 
next February, year. I think, or January. January or February, but it's going to take a minute for that. And it came out in on October 1st, I want to say. So it's I'm been... I'm sure we could ask tomorrow. He'll get it somehow. <laughs> the Card Counter. Fucking hacker. The Card Counter, Oscar, the Oscar Isaac movie. What else did I uh, watch this year? Oh, The Woman this in the Window? Added, yeah, so this is, how, this is as you saw them. This is when they had it. Climax. That those are some of my favorite movies. Oh, the Green Knight. Um, I still have to see that. When it, what movie theater is it? I'm gonna buy a ticket now. Uh, it's on. It's showing in AMC theaters. I'm pretty sure it's showing uh until Christmas. I want to say you gave me thinking of anything. It's five stars. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. That came out in 2019 though. Oh, dude, Netflix was on a run in 2019. I'll say that for <laughs> sure. But sure. but uh, yeah, the Green Knight. I I think if I watch it again, I'll probably give it five stars. But I love the Green Knight so much because it's literally, like I said that when I, uh, when I talked about Blade Runner twenty forty nine that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking the Green Knight is about me for real. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say that. Um, and I should say what I'm also gonna do. I'm not gonna say it right now. Like all the all the movies. But like I'm also gonna do like a top five like disappointed like top five disappointments of the year, of things that kind of just Was let the me guilty down. Guilty in there? No, I kind of expected it because I saw the original one. Oh okay. And so it's it's the same exact movie. It's literally the same exact movie. Um, what about Beckett? That was a cool movie. I didn't expect. I didn't even know that was gonna be a Netflix movie. To be honest, is that John David Washington? Yeah. And it's a it's a dope movie, it's it's a cool action movie. There's no boring parts or nothing. It's like, it's just it's cool. But I just think it doesn't hold up like next to the other movies you know that I watched mm-hmm. this year. But it's it's a solid. That's why I gave three and a half. Like three and a half to me is a solid, good movie that you could just probably just throw on if you've never seen it before. Um. I I will say I'll just say disappointments now. The French Dispatch was a, it was good, but a definitely you gave dis- it four stars. It was, that's why I said it was good, but it wasn't like there was just like the last I'd say thirty minutes of it kind of let it was just boring at the end because it's it's like an homage to the New York Times, like it because the movie is set up like a newspaper. Like there's like three stories, and at the end there's like an epilogue. And there's credits and shit like like it's stylistic. It's like structurally set up like that. Mm-hmm. And so they show three different stories in the movie. It's almost like three different short films. But the first one has Benicio del Toro in it, and he's he plays like a prisoner who's also an artist, or not not even a prisoner. He's like an insane. He's in an insane asylum, and he's an artist, like a painter, and. uh he, he that part of the movie is so fun. I wish that was the whole movie, but they went on the second story, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Like with Timothy Chalamet mm-hmm. and all that, and it, it's pretty cool. But then by the third one, it's just boring to me. I'll just be honest; like it was okay. I had never heard of Timothy Chalamet until Dune. Oh, he's a superstar now. Now, now especially, but before, like. He was one of those like all oh, the girls fucking love him kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I think that's why I didn't know. I, I was like, it was probably he was probably popular amongst like the younger circles. Mm-hmm. But with a movie like Dune, I was like, oh, this nigga's nasty. Like he can act. Yeah. Uh, uh, Malcolm and Marie. No, uh, yep, that came out this year. Biggest that not even disappointment. 
I would just say that was the worst movie of the year. <laughs> you hate that movie. I really don't like it. The more and more I think about it, I don't like it. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh, visually, whatever, whatever. But now it's just like, the movie's useless. Dude, Zack Snyder, Justice League. Was, I woke up to that the other night. I was like, man, this movie is good. I woke up on a cyborg part. <laughs> I've only seen it once. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's a it's a tough It's four hours. Yeah. But what's wild is I'll sit down and watch the Irishman. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That, that's what a big deal. That's what uh that's what Rob pointed out a couple weeks ago is like Oh, I forgot. When we were looking at the best Netflix movies, I was like, oh, shit, The Irishman. Like, I forgot it was a Netflix original because it's so good. You like, gave WandaVision four and a half stars? Yeah, it's fucking... Dude, I loved WandaVision. It is really good. I really liked WandaVision. Uh, last year. That was that barely last year. Where did you see that at? Oh, right there. Yeah. That movie was fucking good, though. The Invisible Man. Tenet. No, that's 2020. Uh, yeah, that's all 2020 right there. Okay, yeah. There's so WandaVision starts at 2021. Uh, Flinch, Flinch. That's the movie with Tom Segura. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I watched it because. because yeah, I was like, "Oh, Tom Segura's in it," and I watched it. And uh, was he funny? He no, he's serious in it, but I can't take him serious, bro. He's just hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's like your face, dude. But he plays like a pretty good like bad guy. Yeah. Uh, not a huge part, but he's like. A focal point, like in the first like thirty minutes of the movie, but uh, it's a pretty good movie. It's cool. It's a small movie, so. Oh, Tom, we just adore you so. Freaking uh, the little little things things. was good. That really grew on me. I'll say that. I I was mad at the ending at first. I saw it in theaters, and then I was like, it was good. And then later, I kind of didn't really like it. And then I watched it again. I was like, oh, this is really good. And then as time goes on, I'm like, I feel like everybody phoned in their performance, but it's still a good movie. They I feel like if everybody was sure. going all out, and I think if it was a, there was a better director. I think that was just about to say. And I don't think people like Jared Leto. I think Jared Leto did better than everybody else in the movie, to be honest. I think Denzel, that's what I said. I think Denzel phoned in his performance. Rami Malek just kind of did whatever. You're like, you got me on set with this motherfucker? But I think Jared Leto. That's what I would think if I was Rami 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 Malik and fucking Denzel Washington. You're like you got this fucking weirdo on. You got set. the Joker from the Bad Justice League <laughs> with me, but he he's weird though. So he played the the weird guy really well. Yeah, he did really good. He's a weirdo, but it's just like I don't know if I had a better director, it'd been way better. Prisoners of the Ghostland. Great, Rob. You would love that. It looks movie. like I would love that movie. It I is. See it already. I really like that movie, but I think Rob, you would love it. It's funny too. It's funny to where like it's not telling jokes. It's just like funny shit happens, like just completely absurd shit. Like there's a part like Nicolas Cage, he wears like a a suit that has like bombs on it, like little mini like explosive bombs on it, and like if he does something or something like that. Uh, one of them like explodes. Like say if there's like one right here, like it'll like a bomb will explode and like his elbow will fucking like go out, like in the fucking suit. But the, what's funny is that there's two on his nuts, and so one of them goes off and he's like, oh, and like he loses one of his balls. 
And that shit's hilarious. It's just like completely absurd. My back just started hurting. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that like, sucks. Like literally, one of his balls blows up, and it's and it's hilarious. Yikes! I just think it's completely absurd in like a serious movie. I like love this. absurd movies. You know that. But I really like that movie. I liked it better than I thought I would. I think that's why I really love it so much. Bad trip. Hilarious. Ah. Lil Rel and Andre. Yeah, Netflix original. Fucking Eric Andre. Yeah. Plays uh, Lil Rel's sister in that. It's really funny. Because it's like Jackass, but they really made it like a story. Like a real movie out of it, which is crazy. It's it's so clever. He's never seen Bowfinger. Mm-mm. You have to see it. It's it literally all about making movies. It's like, it's, and it's not even a parody. It's very, not heartwarming, but it's very like, he's from the ground trying to make this movie. Is it shot like that? Or is it like a real movie? Or is it like a Or Bowfinger shot like a real movie? Yeah. It's Steve Martin, so. Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy, fucking. Already those two are comedy geniuses. Yeah. While we're actually doing shit. That's the story or that's what they're that's really the story. doing? That's what they're in the oh. movie. They're like, he's such a cheap ass in the movie that like the person who's the star that he doesn't even know he's in the movie. He's like mm. getting him in like shots and he's making the movie without oh, okay. the person knowing. And that's the movie. That's like the premise of the movie. Oh, okay. But I thought, there's I so thought you just, much more to it. I thought you just said that that's how they were shooting the actual, like, bo- that's how they were shooting Bowfinger, no. you know what I mean? No, no, no. Bowfinger is them shooting about somebody trying to shoot a movie. Oh, okay. I'll, I have to watch it soon. But Bad Trip, uh, North Hollywood, that's a good, like, skateboarding movie. I, f- I really love all skateboarding movies. But uh, Without Remorse, Michael B. Jordan. There are people who said that was actually really good. I thought it was really good. I thought it was super. It's a sick ass action movie. It's an action movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's there's some pretty dope like sequences. There's a part like where uh, he has to like interrogate this dude in the back of like a taxi in front of the airport, and like the car is like on fire. So this dude Michael B. Jordan gets in the car while it's on fire and fucking like give me the fucking information or whatever he says. And then the car is like fuck. You just see fire. It's so dope. And then he fucking gets out and walks away, and the car explodes with the other guy in it. That reminds me of a story of a dude in the army. He passed away like three days later from these injuries. Oh, fuck. I thought you said three days ago. No. I was like, oh, my God. No, but some there was a uh, Humvee that got blown up, and it was a tanker, and it was carrying diesel fuel. Oh, shit. So the Humvee went up in flames. It was like, not even the Humvee. It was an APC, so it was like bigger than a Humvee. Oh, shit. So this shit went up in flames. This sergeant, I can't remember his name. I'll ask my boy, but this sergeant ran up after he got blown out of the truck. He ran back to the vehicle while he was on fire from diesel fuel, opened the back of the truck and got all of his team out of the fucking. Out of that's the fucking that's some shit right that's there. That's some shit. That dude, he passed away three days later and they gave him the Purple Heart posthumous. Oof. Purple Heart and uh, Silver Star, I believe. That's some shit right there. He saved there. 12 people. I think three of the people died from their injuries, but he saved 12 people. 
You crying, man? While he was on fire. <laughs> I thought Bender was. I thought Bender was crying right now. I was like, like dark for Bender. No, it just reminded <laughs> me of that. I'm like, cause nah, people. I like that. That's some like. That, that's that, some shit. When you're, right when you're here, when you're playing that spec op shit, that's some real shit. Those who wish me dead. Mm. Uh, it was trash. I don't know what I. I don't even know what I was expecting to be honest. Heard it was trash. What's Pig Face? That's that short film I showed you on my phone. Do you remember? Negative. Where the one where it's the lady and she invites her trans friend into the car and then they get out and there's like a pig guy in the back in the trunk. Oh, yeah, you did show me. That was fucking weird as shit. I thought it was great. Produced by the Safety Brothers. Army of the Dead. For zo- as far as zombie movies go, Be- I'd say best zombie movies uh, in a long time. A long time. It's a been a long while. time since Zombieland. Shitting on Resident Evil since Zombieland. That's since been zombie, yeah. that's been that's the For best sure. one since. For the perfect amount of every, and it's a good vibe too. The Las Vegas and all that, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean- you don't give us the whole, it's spreading. No, the shit already spread. It's gone down. Mm-hmm. Now we're starting the story. And then the idea of trying to just get, who wouldn't try to get money from Vegas? Yeah. All I got to do is sneak past some zombies. I don't need a million. I just need 20 grand. <laughs> yeah. That's all I need. Go bust open this goddamn shit real quick. Bing, bang, boom. We out. Bing, bong. <laughs> and uh, the woman in the window. If you've ever seen the movie Rear Window uh, by Alfred Hitchcock, the same movie and it's terrible it's like a <laughs> it's it's can you see my review from there uh let's see what you said I it's says, like if charlie kaufman wrote a remake of rear window and it was directed by 17 year old <laughs> bruno del bono single-handedly saved this movie is the only reason my rating is this high yeah and you gave it two and a half stars <laughs> i would have gave that shit like half a star if the cinematography wasn't good an agoraphobic woman living alone in New York begins spying on her new neighbor only to witness a disturbing act of violence. Oh, that's very common. That's been redone even without that movie. Yeah. Wasn't there I... a whole movie about a man that was about? The Rear Window. Alfred Hitchcock. That's but they remade it later in like the 90s. Disturbia. Or the 80s. Yeah. Shia, Shia LaBeouf. That's what it was. Disturbia, Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf is essentially a Rear Window remake. That's what. That's the one I was. I was like, mm. yeah, I remember that storyline. Sounds extremely familiar. But no sudden moves. You said you loved this movie. It was really good. I was just hyped. I saw Benicio del Toro, fucking Don Cheeto. I was like, this shit is going to be fire, and it was. It was pretty good. It's Don a good, Cheeto is a fucking. It's a good heist movie, and there's like. Like certain ties into like real shit that happened in Detroit in the fifties, and like it's just really it's well put together. I wish it was like uh, better directed. I don't. I'm not really a fan of Steven Soderbergh, even though he did some really good movies, like the Oceans movies, mm, and okay. and he did okay. some pretty solid, really good. It movies. makes sense why no certain movies he would direct it. But uh, Lansky, Lansky, Harvey Keitel. I literally only watched this because of Harvey Keitel. It has that dude, that Avatar dude, Sam. 
Worthington. War- yeah, Sam Worthington. The dude Worthington. from, uh, he was, uh, that dude who was on that movie I was telling you about. Harvey Keitel, he's a fucking god. He's one of my favorite actors uh, ever. Where is it? Sam Worthington. The Titan. Oh, that's the one you, yeah, you were yeah. talking about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, it's basically like he's a journalist and he's interviewing Harvey Keitel's character, who's I think is real, uh, based on a true story. Like it's a real guy that Harvey Keitel is playing. Mm-hmm. And basically Sam Worthington is basically interviewing him. And so if this is a good interview, then it like reboots his career. Yeah. So like, but Harvey Keitel is like this fucking OG. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you basically like Jackie. It's basically like Jackie, right? where it's like, but instead of talking about the death of her husband, it's Harvey Keitel's character talking about like what he did in his life. He's like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to tell you everything. You know what I mean? Basically, it's like, if I tell you, I'm going to have to kill you type shit. And it's, it's a really good movie. And uh, Annette, uh, a musical. Oy, I'm, I'm done. And it got a lot of hype. And that's the only reason I watched it. It's an Amazon original. I do like Adam Driver, though. Kylo Ren, for those who don't know. Adam Driver is a such a good... He's one of the best actors out right now. And he's funny. What he, movie was he in that was funny? Black Klansman. Yes. He's hilarious in that. He was in Black Klansman, Marriage Story, Francis Ha, Silence. Oh, my God, in Silence. The Dead Don't Die. That movie's... <laughs> God, that movie was terrible. I never seen that one. You would think it would be good. I just Bill didn't Murray? get it. You would think it. It was they were trying too hard to be a Bill Murray movie. It was like the <laughs> driest humor. It was just oh <laughs> boy. Oh, the Last Duel also comes out on Blu-ray, and I haven't seen that yet, but I'm gonna buy it on Blu-ray. And then I'll let you guys know how I feel about The Last Duel. Watch me, watch me be like, it's the fucking best movie. Uh, Space Jam, people. People hated it. It was a great, it wasn't what everybody was expecting, and they had to hate it because they were like, fuck. It, we didn't, it wasn't what we said it was going to They mm-hmm. thought it was going to be like a true reboot, and no. It was everything that mm-hmm. the new kids know. Mm-hmm. And that's you what I was saying. You reintroduced Bugs Bunny to these people. They didn't even, they even it's played called, it. It's called Space Jam, A New Legacy. That's the name of the movie. And people are like, no, it's not like the first one. They even played into the, we all left bugs. We're all doing our own fucking yeah. thing now. So we had to go around and collect them. They weren't yeah. just all hanging out on Toon World. So fucking, spa- and it's also a, a kid's movie. It's a kid's <laughs> movie. Like, how can you hate on it? And what's crazy is it was just me and my dad that watched it. And it ended and we were like, it's okay. That was that pretty good. That wasn't terrible. Don Cheetah was funny. Mm-hmm. And LeBron, LeBron James, James is these people's Michael Jordan. Yeah. As much as you don't want to say it, that's what the fuck it to My kids, that's that's their Jordan. That's going to be their yeah, Jordan. Yeah, I was going to say LeBron James, not a great actor, but neither is Michael Jordan. Awful. <laughs> you watch Space Jam, you're like, God. You really suck at acting, because you're you can see you're a douchebag through it all. Yeah, and you can tell LeBron wants to be cool through it all. Yeah, he's really trying to he's just trying be better so than Michael Jordan. Hard. You got to be better. You got to do this, Dom. It's like he's looking a fucking bitch in that movie, yeah. isn't he? He's like a terrible dad. Like, stop being mean to me. She's fucked my game up, and we're rich. Yeah, yeah. Back off, bitch. 
but the uh, time we already talked about Blue Bayou. Jesus Christ, you said you cried in the movie because of the Asian girl. Cried heavy. <clears throat> Tatan, you said you fucking sucked that movie's cock if you could. <laughs> uh, the Green Knight. Yeah, same thing. Love Beckett, it. Beckett, love it. Shang Chi. We talked about that. It is great origin. Movie. It is a good origin movie. We ju- we've been watching that. Every day for the past since it came out on fucking Disney. I still Plus. Have, have only seen it once when we watched it, and then I watched like half of it when when I think Menda came over a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh yeah, this is still pretty good. All the fight scenes are really cool. I still like the CG, even at the end with the dragon fight. I was like, yeah. oh, this is actually kind of like it's CGI fast, I, but it's still pretty. I think good. the bus the bus fight is the one of the best fight. fighting scenes. The kids be like, the kids just stare. They just be like. Also, speaking of fighting scenes, the in the matrix, the first matrix when I watched it last night or the other night or last night, but uh, the scene where it's the training where they do the dojo training. Say that the training is the best. I was watching it and I, it like triggered. You know, I'm going to go sign up for karate tomorrow. (laughs) No, it triggered memories of me and my brother reenacting that scene, like move for move, move for move. (laughs) If you're not. You got to put your hand behind your back. <laughs> you got to put your hand out forward. <laughs> put your head down. Don't look and at him. And the OG fucking, the, when he does a little come here, the you little wave. You know it. You Insane. know it. All right. Fucking Paul Schrader, the card counter. The card counter with Oscar Isaac, the best to ever do it. Cole Dameron, for those who don't know who <laughs> Oscar Isaac is. The Oscar Isaac, he is, he's the man. He was in Spider-Man? Which Into one? the Spider Verse. He was in Ex Machina. He was he was like wild in uh, Ex Machina. Drive. Uh, I don't want to. I mean, I could spoil it, but I'm not going. There's no reason to. Annihilation was a confusing movie, but I Annihilation, liked it visually. People, I know some people don't like it, but I thought it was really good. Visually, oh, the fucking crocodile shark thing was crazy. Terrifying. It was crazy. The crocodile shark thing was t- Tessa Thompson played the shit out of that role. Yeah. She, was she a nerd, did a right? really was she, was good. She a lesbian in the movie? I think they all were, weren't they? Maybe. Inside Lewin Davis, that's uh Cohen Brothers. This very, I will say, very sad movie, but I love it. Wasn't he Apocalypse in Apocalypse? In X-Men mm, Apocalypse? There's no way. There's no way he was. It was Apocalypse. Holy shit. No fucking way. No wonder I liked Apocalypse. <laughs> I had no idea. You know what my mother called the first X-Men First Class? She said, Mr. Guess What I Watched. I said, what? She said, X-Men How They Started. <laughs> <laughs> X-Men How They Started. I said, what are you talking about? She was talking about like a documentary. I was like, were you watching X-Men, like Stan Lee? She's like, no, the movie. I was like... Are you talking about X-Men First Class? She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That's hilarious. <laughs> X-Men, how they started. Like, that's the actual title of it. <laughs> he was fucking uh, Apocalypse. That's, I would have never guessed. I could have went on the rest of I saw it in of... my head, and I was like, that is his fucking face. I could have went on the rest of my life. No wonder yeah. I saw him in fucking Star Wars, and I was like, <laughs> I know this dude's face from somewhere. The card counter, he plays, I mean, just like all Paul Schrader, like, main characters, plays a really cold, just, like, solitary, just fucking lone wolf kind oh, of Oh, you guy. saw King Richard. Oh, yeah. Did you talk about that? I I don't think you went into detail about King yeah, Richard. I didn't go, go off. I didn't go super into detail. I just thought Will Smith really turned it on. 
which he doesn't do all the time. He let y'all. He was like, y'all gonna stop <laughs> talking shit about yeah. me. Uh, he really. I'll say that's the best thing about this movie is Will Smith really did his thing. And there's some, I mean, just that Will Smith delivery. You know what I mean? Do you know who Ronaldo Marcus Green is? No idea. I bet you this is his only movie. Oh, no. Monsters. Joe Bell. I haven't seen either of those. Or any Own of Cars. Yeah, I don't know none of these. Monsters and Men. He's going to make an untitled Bob Marley biopic. Oh, that'd be cool. That's going to be cool. And I know a lot of people were trying to cancel this movie because it was about king richard like their dad yeah but everybody was like the williams sisters produced this movie they chose to write this story yeah why would they not you're like guess we want to tell this story they're like trust me that other story is coming too we know who the fuck yeah why are. the fuck would people not know that because they were trying to be like why are you trying to make it about a man you know they were trying to cancel it and they're like relax you think uh, so the people who thought that <laughs> yeah yeah to, to the people who thought that you think that HBO can just make a movie about these people who are still alive and famous <laughs> and exactly. relevant? Exactly, they're not dead. You think they can make a movie about their dad, like just without them knowing? Like that's like no. And beyond that, even if they they didn't just sign off on it, they're they're they were there on set. Like they're like this is a story like, we want told. Like telling Will Smith. This is how he acted. And also, also their dad who's still alive. Yes. Uh, so you trying to cancel. That's just like, I was like, finally, cancel culture is uh, collapsing in on itself. Yeah. Because it's just, that was that's, just, that's that was a I, dumb, dumb, futile. Last Night in Soho. This is like what Malignant really wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is an amazing stylized horror movie. And it's not even like full horror where it's like gory and shit. Yeah. It's like a really good story with good like style. And there's like slight time travel, but also like body double shit. And it's just like super interesting. And it's not like the longest movie in the world. So it's like, it still like keeps you engaged in all of it. And, the why I say stylized. The reason why I compared Malignant is because Malignant really went for like the Giallo Italian style horror, mm-hmm. but this really did the Giallo it Italian. It looks style. like it did it well. This person doesn't even look fucking real. <laughs> is that looks like a uh, computer generated character? It's probably a painting. Because look at Anya Taylor Joy. She painted. Too. Uh, she looks like how she always looks beautiful. That's how she looks in real life. So I couldn't tell the difference. This one over here, though, she looks like a Halo character. Thomason McKenzie. Yeah. She was in some other shit, I forgot. Jojo Rabbit, The Hobbit, Old, Power of the Dog. Yeah, she, yeah. Power of the Dog. She looks like I forgot. I didn't log that in my letterbox, but that's going to win an Oscar. Did you guys listen to that Jimmy Plemons? Just Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy. Jesse. I, want, I, I wanted to sit and I'm going to listen to it tonight as I smoke. Jesse Plemons, uh... Is he funny? He's exactly the same. No, he's no, he's mature as fuck. But like how I see him in movies, like in The Irishman and in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, and like all these great movies he's in, and you can because I sensed ever since he was in Judas and the Black Messiah, I knew he was like, oh, he's going, he's trying to be one of the greats. Yeah. Like I automatically like he's really trying to, and also in The Irishman, 
Mm-hmm. He's like really trying. He's like trying to be the greatest actor in the world. And the more he goes on and starts getting leading roles, like in The Power of the Dog, he's gonna or be not, He's like a co-star. He's gonna be great. I I prom- they look just alike. I promise you, Jesse Plemons is gonna be great. And listening to his interview with uh, uh, Mark Maron. The way he speaks on the movies he's been in and speaks on other actors, he's so mature mm-hmm. and just you can just he just knows what he's got in store for himself. Like it's yeah. so great. I love Jesse Plemons. Does he sound like he does in movies? Uh, yeah, but way nicer. Okay, because he Mark Maron asks, he's like, "Are you trying to play every asshole asshole FBI <laughs> agent ever?" <laughs> and he was just like, "No, I guess I just got the good look for it. I think it's the red hair." <laughs> So he has a sense of humor. That's good. Halloween Kills. I This was hated, and I know it was hated by a of lot of people. It... But listen to me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to listen to you. You're fair. So hearing, or, uh, yeah, hearing the score in theaters, amazing. Amazing. And because John Carpenter still did it with, mm-hmm. his, with his son and then this other guy named Daniel Davies. Where there was the three of them that all worked on the score together. Sam probably is like the the new technology type of person. I think his name is Cody Carpenter. I want to say, but oh, oh shit. But uh, David Gordon Green directed, and uh, he did the obviously the the one previous to this. And um, Halloween Kills, from for me, this is my opinion. This is my review. I'm not saying this is what it is. It is great or whatever. Because it's not great. You know what I mean? Yeah. But from the opening title shot where it says Halloween kills in bright orange and it's just a black screen and you just see in bright orange and you see like the outer glow of the letter from there and it starts playing the score. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be great. Because it was shot on film and like the scenes in the hospital were all shot insanely well. I guess... Why people didn't like it was because um, Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis's character never meet the whole movie. They're just like the. They, oh, yeah. Just like in Halloween 2, the original Halloween yeah. 2. Like if you watch Halloween 2 and also the Halloween 2 Rob Zombie version, same fucking movie. They basically didn't even meet to the end of the first one. Mm hmm. Like the last 10 minutes of the movie is when they first met. And then in this one, she's in the hospital. And then Michael Myers lives trying to find her. And then obviously there's going to, there's going to be a third one and uh, we'll watch it again. Did you, did they tell you, did you hear the theory about what he is? No. A demon. That's why he only pops up on Halloween. And they said the theory is like, you can tell that his power is like peaks on Halloween. And then as the night goes on throughout Halloween, he gets weaker. So they start to be able to like beat him up more. But you know how they ever like he gets hit by a car, shot, yeah, all this shit. But it happens on Halloween night all the time. But as the night goes on, people can oh, it hurt gets more him and more and more and more. Hit. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis starts to beat him up. Fucking LL Cool J punches him a couple <laughs> times and stabs yeah. him with a butcher knife. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, I guess that makes sense. It makes. I just even growing up, I just couldn't understand. I was like, why does this dude keep fucking coming back? Is he? I used to ask. I was like, "Is he a ghost?" And they were like, "No, he's a real person. He yeah. just hates these people. He just can't stand his family." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, before I even oh, seen the yeah. movie, 
I actually listened. I wasn't planning on watching it, but I listened to the score. And I was like, oh, I have to see it. Mm-hmm. Like, there was literally, I played you the song. And I think I, well, I didn't send the, this song I'm talking about. But I sent a different song to Rob. And I was like, this sounds amazing. But there's one song on, uh, on the score that literally terrified me. I was really high. But yeah. I listened to it and I got scared. Yeah, don't do, yeah, that's terrifying. I got like legit like scared. Right. And no, I was no, like, no. oh my God. I, but the. Because people, I just told Zoe this. I was like, music has a spirit. Like, there's people, whenever they put their soul into it, you can feel it. Like, and, oh, we were saying that. We mm-hmm. were talking about there's it. There's such like an energy to it. Yeah. And you can feel it when people do it right. And, and this fucking timeless, like, what is it, 30, 40 year old fucking score? Yeah. That's but like, you just revamped it into like modern time. And now fucking it's it's crazy. Like how powerful that score is. And even I mean, it's obvious how powerful that score is because people when you people, think of Halloween, you hear that main theme song. The dun, 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 who dun. hasn't sampled that? <laughs> Every rapper who wants to talk about killing somebody has sampled that. <laughs> I'm sure Ice Cube has done it. Oh, for sure. Or like Buster Rhymes or some shit like that. Anyone who's like very don't give a fuck if it's corny or not. Even if they don't use the then and they don't use the or the jaws. Bah, they'll use that like the bass notes. Yeah. The guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal. So the original is a Danish movie. Uh that's literally the exact same the exact same as this. Like the guilt uh Jake Gyllenhaal version is based in LA and I don't know, I just, I thought it was okay because if if this is your first time seeing it, <laughs> if this is your first time seeing the movie, then you'll probably love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it is a really good fucking movie. But the only reason I didn't like it that much is because I saw the original. Didn't like, Halle Berry just have a movie just like this? Not like this, no. Oh, it's not like, like it's the, the same concept. Oh, okay. But I know what you're talking about. Me and my mom watched that movie before with Halle Berry. Uh, what else is there? The humans. Yeah, I just watched that. Uh, that's a. It was originally a play, but um, that's a very like real movie. It has Richard Jenkins in it, and he's kind of the main guy. And uh, it's basically on Christmas that uh, it, oh no no no, it, I'm lying. It's Thanksgiving, and uh, Stephen Yoon and uh, Jonah Hill's sister Annie Feldstein Feldstein, our boyfriend and girlfriend in the movie, Amy Schumer is her sister and then that's the mom right there in the middle i don't know her name and then there's a grandma who has like alzheimer's Alzheimer's, yeah Mm -hmm. and then um they're basically just all talking in an apartment like sometimes it gets really real and then there starts like an argument and there's other times where it's really like feel good it's it's a thanksgiving it's literally thanksgiving why did you say things go bump in the night what is it a horror movie or something what does it say? As darkness falls outside and everything starts to go bump in the night, the group's deepest fears are laid bare. Oh, no, it's not a horror movie. Oh, that seems that's very misleading. But when you watch it, it's not. That makes sense. Dave Chappelle, The Closer. I shouldn't speak on Dave Chappelle. I mean, he's... I mean, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, he's his own... Yeah. Thing. You have to... Watch his special on Netflix. It's great. There's no he's he's not even a comedian anymore. He's just a philosopher. Like he's just talking on stage, saying some funny shit, 
like in in between. And uh, well, what else did I watch, Rob? Oh, I was just reading the reviews, but I'm like, man, people are pussies. Uh, the harder the they, fall. they fall, we I think we had a whole episode on yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. That's just great. Zazie beats Love House her. of Gucci. I talked on that too. Fucking. He said, "What's his name? Somebody should else. Somebody else should have did it. Somebody else should have done it. I hope maybe Martin Scorsese could have done it easily. That would have been definitely his bag. Uh, Lady Gaga is, and Jared Leto in this movie are both just like, just not for me. Jared no, Leto no, Jared, again? Le- Jared Leto's hilarious in this movie, to be honest. But Lady Gaga, he was in Fight Club. Yeah, he was the blonde dude. Remember in the Project Mayhem." Remember? The young, young dude? Yeah. When they were doing the Project Mayhem and he was like... Uh, yeah, Angel. Holy shit. But um, what was I talking about? House of Gucci. Lady Gaga, yeah. Not... So he was an actor before he was a musician? Yeah. He's been a fucking actor for a long... Since he was a kid, I'm pretty sure. But he fucking, uh, Jared Leto, his accent, he sounds like he's talking like Mario. Like, Mario. (laughs) He literally, I'm not even exaggerating. Go watch. Oh, shit. Go watch House of. Accents. What? Oh, I'm in Yoko. Oh, Oh, what the. Freaking, okay. Do you want to talk, do you want to say what that's from? Yeah. Or do you just want to let that be a surprise for people? Or let's just say there's a part that is hilarious in Licorice Pizza. And that, okay, let's just say it. There's a part in Licorice Pizza where, what's his name? The dude from uh, uh, Fired Up. Fired Up, yeah, the coach, right? Yeah. He's like, how do you spell Fired Up? F U. What's that spell? Fired Up. <laughs> no, no. I haven't seen that movie in a minute. We used to watch it every night. Fired up. What was his name? I don't know. His name, uh, John Michael Higgins. Oh, that's him. Called it. John Michael Higgins. He does like this a Japanese accent. <laughs> he's like, oh, and he's he just, opens a Japanese restaurant. His wife is Japanese. Her name is Miyoki. And it, she's talking to. Miyoki. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, he's like trying to, you think he's about to translate? He's like doing translations. And, then, <laughs> and they're like, what did she say? He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't speak Japanese. Because <laughs> he goes, he like squinches his face at me. He goes, oh, a Miyoki, a she say that you are, you need to. She he kept doing that. And then, and then the, the lady would look at him and be like, this is like shaking her head. So the entire movie theater, we're like, do they understand what he's saying? Then I'm not going to say what happens, but then he does it again. And then he's like, oh, I don't know what she's saying. I don't speak Japanese. And that shit had me dying the whole theater was because it was just so unexpected you're like what (laughs) oh because he's like scrunches his oh yeah and then at the end of the conversation he just made that noise he was like oh and he doesn't even say nothing (laughs) that shit was that dude is funny in every movie he's in 
But uh, in Pitch Perfect, he was misogynistic, and it was hilarious. What were we talking about before? He was like, back in my day, women, we didn't let women sing. <laughs> Licorice Pizza. I think those are all the movies. That's it. That's the 2021. And that's not ranked. That's just every movie. That's literally since you started in 2021. That was every Damn, movie. I can't believe we went through them. Fucking. Because it's bad, boys, for life. 20, 2020 only has one row. I think there's two pages. You have six pages of movies here. Yeah, that's all 2019, though. But 2020, I think... Oh, fuck, I burped. 2020 only had one row. Because all of 2020, I was too busy watching old movies. You can't be stopped now. Because it's bad, boy, for like... Oh, Zola, that came out this year, too. Uh, So did Shiva Baby. And so did Sweat. And that's about it. What else came out this year? Because it says the year 2020 on it, but it really came out in 2021. I think it's just uh, Zola came out in July. Love and Monsters. Yeah, it's not that good. It's a it's not for me. It's definitely not a demographic that fits me. I only watch it because what's his name in it? Styles. And I want you to support Styles Zelensky. Um, but yeah, that's my twenty. Those are all the movies I watched in 2021, and there's still a lot more to go that I'm gonna be watching. So yeah, get ready in like two, three weeks. Maybe I'll have a ranked list. Yeah, it is midnight. It's 12:43 a.m. Damn, we're all ready to go to bed, huh? Yeah. So how far? How how long was that? We gave him a good hour and a half. That's pretty good. All right, so. That's not what really matters. I'm Nathan McGordon, and peace out.